Hello, hello there. My name is Maria with my co-host Corey and we are The Real Guys and this is The Real Show with two E's. We are coming at you today on the very wonderful 24th of February. It is a Thursday. You'll be hearing this on a Saturday on the 26th, which is very exciting indeed. As always, I'm accompanied by my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent. And we're coming at you uh, here on on the radio and on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts at Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, we're there. You can listen to us. And also, something else that we're doing is we're doing a little a little part two, if you're right. Mm. Good. Sorry, I was, I was drinking water. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll drink water as well. You 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 say what the what is the part two on? Uh, well, if you listened to last week's, you would know. If you didn't listen to last week's, go back and listen to last week's. Uh, yeah, this is part, part two. two. Go back and listen yeah. to last week's. Then a part two of the book of Boba Fett. Yes, indeed. Uh, it is. It is our part two of our book of Boba Fett coverage, uh, which we, we're only we're only slightly late. The first episode only came out on the 29th of December. Yeah, we're only slightly late by a month and a bit. Hey, but you know, it, it only finished like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, true. So I don't know. Are we late? Or are we early? Who knows? But. Let's let's get into it. Uh, I was actually up. I was up last night watching some review content on this. Mm. I went to okay. YouTube and I thought I'll watch some reviews by popular, you know, commentary YouTubers, reviewer YouTubers, to see what I could discern of this series. Okay. But at first, I was going to ask you. Uh, we covered the first three episodes. We did last week. Yes. We're now going to cover the next. Four? I think I should probably know how many episodes there are. Four, five, yeah, four. Four? Excellent. I'm amazing. We should cover <laughs> the next four episodes. So shall I, shall I let you take it away with your thoughts on, on the next episode? Episode four? Yes. Episode four. Uh, <clears throat> let me um, confront Wikipedia on this as well. Okay, right. Well, uh, well, I was always told that you shouldn't confront Wikipedia on something. Uh, I, I, I would trust in the, um, the plot synopsis. Right, you could trust the plot synopsis. I could have gone to IMDb for this as well, but you know. Wikipedia maybe you could have, or maybe you could have gone to your memory for this. <laughs> if you had remembered what had happened in episode four. Listen, it came out in like January 20, 2019th. You know, that's a long time oh. ago. Okay, well, well, give give us a little, uh, we'll talk about some details if they come up, but give us a bit of a. Chapter four, The Gathering Storm. You're writing a novel now? Uh, apparently so. Right, this is, okay. This is, this is the audiobook version of the real show. The audiobook of the book. Of, the audio version of the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Read to you uh, yes, by Corey and the, the audio, The audiobook of Boba Fett is what it says. Yeah, okay. The audiobook of Boba Fett. Oh, that's great, that is. We should do um, that. We should write. I was yeah, considering sure. that, you know, for a long what, time. <laughs> no, no. I was considering for a long time making, because, you know, we have this with platform which is afforded to us, Corey. Yeah, I was thinking for a long time of making like some kind of audio drama or some kind of original audio series that would I be have. fun to produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, from you Dragon. have, yeah. Oh, for what? We had to make. Uh, we did. We did a, a radio show in college, and everyone had different roles, and I was on the audio drama team. Oh right, what did you do? What was the audio drama about? Uh, we had like a, a World War Two themed. Audio oh, drama. Wow. Where... I was thinking of doing more like a sci-fi, but okay. These people were like, were like in like a in a house, and it was like a war, and they were like watching TV and stuff, and then it ended with them getting nuked and they died. Oh dear! <laughs> Awful. Yeah. That's not very. That's not very uplifting audio drama, is it? No, it was great. Oh. It was fantastic. Right. Well. Um... We could do audiobook content. Yeah, I'm sure I'd love to do audiobook content. That'd be great. I think. <laughs> Maybe maybe we should perhaps not do one every two, two one set one every week. Maybe no. do like once a month, perhaps. Yeah, would be better for us. I think. Well, it depends how long they are. Also That's depends true. how long the writing process takes. You know, there's all there's a lot of factors. Also That's editing and stuff like that. Maybe once every That's two months. Point. I don't know. Depends how long the process takes. Once every what we four, end up doing. Four, four monthly. That's, yeah, yeah. We've 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 now that we've now upped the time from once a month to once every two months. Anyway, <laughs> back to back to Book of Boba Fett. Yes, continue, continue. 
I've kind of committed to this bit now, so I've got to do it. Mm. Uh, in the back to tank, which if you didn't, again, if you didn't watch last week's video, mm. <laughs> go watch it. The back to You're going to be very confused. Also, if you haven't exactly. seen The Book of Boba Fett, go and watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, that would also be helpful. That's also an obvious sort of thing, isn't it? Yes. Uh, back to tank, for people who don't know, is the thing he goes in and he goes back and relives all his memories. Yeah, the back to tank is a healing uh, substance. The, it's a healing water, healing liquid. You go in the back yes. to and it heals you, and it's healing Boba Fett of his wounds from the Sarlacc pit. Yes. And it also allows him to sort of relive his memories. I mean, that's a, that's a sort of plot device thing. It's, I'm that's sure going kind of in, the main thing. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure going in the back to tank doesn't really make you go back in time, but I guess it sort of gives you sort of a, mem- a property to sort of retain memories, I guess. I assume it's probably just because he's got a lot of time just sitting there doing nothing. He deserves Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, thinking back to that yeah. time where... He rescued Fennec Shand in the desert of Tatooine. Exactly, or, or this time where he remembers trying to reclaim his fire spray gunship. Which does have a name, by the way. Does it have a name? What's the... You don't know the name of Boba Fett's ship? On Wikipedia, it's just called fire, fire Spray Gunship. Well, yeah, well, what's its name, though? I can't remember don't, that. Tell me you don't know the name of Boba Fett's ship. Uh, don't look it up. You can't look <laughs> it up. Guess. What do you think the name is? The, uh, the the thing is, I've def- I know I've heard it before. Yes, yeah, I know you've heard it before. Um, Probably from me. Al- do you know what's also really annoying? What? I've been playing a lot of Star Wars Battlefront 2 recently. Oh, it's in that. It's in and that. It's in it. It's, <laughs> it's in that. And I swear it's called its name. It's called its name as well. It might be. The thing is, I never play as heroes, so I don't play as ships and stuff. Oh, it is. It's called its name as well. I know Ooh. it is. I know it's called what its name is. Would you like a would you like a clue? Uh, uh, it's not. Oh God, what would it be called? What would a Star Wars name for this ship be called? Well, the class of ship. I can easily tell you the class because it tells you the class. The class is a Fire Spray Thirty One Patrol and Attack Craft. Mm. It's the name of it. It's called a gunship because it's uh, it's got it's sort of like a very heavy. Um, it's got you know very powerful engines and a lot of firepower, so it's classed as a gunship. But it's it's, it's not... actual. Class is a fire. It's not the, 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 yeah, it's not. Um, I think when you say, yeah, okay, now I think I know what it is. I think, I think for some reason, I, was, I thought the name of the ship was the class of the ship, right? It's it's slave one, isn't it? It is slave one, you're yeah. right. Ding ding ding. Well yes. done. You thought the slave one was the name of the class, yeah? No, the class is the class is fire spray 31 patrol attack craft. Um, that's but its one. name is Slave One, which they don't say in this. No idea why. <laughs> Boba Fett doesn't say Slave One, but he just calls it by its class, which I guess is fine. Yeah. And then, so they go back to Jabba's palace, now ruled by Bib Fortuna, who survived. Um, he survived in Legends as well, by the way. There was a that's skiff. Good. There was an emergency skiff at the back of the sail barge that he used to get away, and they used to sort of survive. And he does the he does the same in canon. That that's established. Wonder if he got um, taught by Max Rebo. Maybe if he did. Maybe Max. Maybe he and Max Rebo escaped together. Yeah. Maybe he, they were the only two survivors, and Bosk probably. Yeah. Because um, Bosk was on the sail barge too. So, Bosk, Bo, Bosk, Bib Fortuna, and Max Rebo. That's a show I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Escaping the sail barge. And and going back to Tatooine, and going their separate ways. That's what I want to see. Max Rebo goes to the bar to play. I'd love to see, like, hear a fan reaction of if they announced that was a show and just see everyone kind of <laughs> probably Before get really annoyed. Fortuna goes to Jabba's palace and Bosk just heads off back into the back into the galaxy. Yeah. Um, anyway, they head back to the... They take out the guards, they take out the, the Nikto guards and the Gamorreans and whatever, and they get back to the Slave One. I'm going to call it the Slave One, by the way. I'm not going to call it the Fire Spray. It, it's fine. One. We've, we've established what Control it is. It, yeah, we've established what its name is. I'm going to call it the Slave One for the purposes of this. Uh, they go back to the Slave One. They get in it, and Fett is having trouble taking off. So they have to do like a wave defense game where Fennec Shan is behind cover and you have to snipe people as they come through the door, mm. which I thought was quite fun. Uh, people are coming through, and she's like, pew, 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 shooting them in the face. And... He blows up a gunk droid. This gets like a, it's like a fuel tanker, right? It's like a fuel, you know, in the movie when they shoot the oil tanker and it explodes. Obviously, that's not yeah. what happens in real life. Thanks, Mythbusters. But <laughs> they, 
she shoots it's black well blasters are like energy so i imagine it would set it off yeah so she shoots it and it explodes and boba fett manages to get control of his ship and fly them out of there right and now they've got the means to go wherever they want so the first thing they do is they go to um the speed biker gang and they just murder them yeah which i thought was probably one, one of the best scenes in the entire show but it proves that that Boba Fett's out for blood, and I like yes. that. That you he is a bounty Boba hunter Fett. after all. Yeah, bounty hunter after all, exactly. <laughs> and he's one of the most ruthless bounty hunters in the galaxy. So he just he knows who he's after. He finds him, and he just guns them all down. In a scene that is is it's perfect. The music you see Slave One in the background. It's got the blaster. The Slave One blaster sounds great. I love the rat tat tat of the Slave One blasters. Mm. And it's just cutting through these speeder bikes like butter, and I love that as well. You just see the fire and the smoke and the streaks of the blasters everywhere, and oh, it's great. And you see Boba looking really pissed. That's fun as well. Anyway, after they've sorted that area, right, they've sorted them out good and proper. Um, they fly to the Sonic pit to get his armor back. Yes. Now, obviously, Boba doesn't know that his armor's been jacked by Tuscan, by, sorry, by, by Jowers. Mm. He doesn't know his armor's been jacked by Jowers, so he goes to the Sarlacc thinking it's in there. Right, so they hover up. They hover over the Sarlacc and they go down into it. And obviously, I didn't realize how far the Slave One can go down into the Sarlacc. It's a big ship. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. Maybe they maybe they just put the front bit in it. I don't know. <laughs> and we know that there's a slight retcon here. Did you know what the retcon is? Mm, oh, mm. I can I, I I think I've seen it as in like i've seen people talking about it but right. i didn't venture you into it and i'll see if, if you're right uh well some people spoke about uh what was it i think one was to do with well one was to do with how his armor was gone in the first place but that was fixed it's not it. that it's not to do with his armor that was in an earlier episode and then one was how he actually got the bullet in his helmet which was Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll get on to him. Who appears. <laughs> yes. Like he always does. Um, I can't think of what the other one was. It's the Sarlacc pit. Oh, is it? Because the Sarlacc pit has a beak. Right. The Sarlacc pit did not have a beak in pre-2011 special edition editions <laughs> of the original trilogy. Okay. The beak was added in in post. Right. So people have problems with the Sarlacc's beak. And okay. when Boba Fett initially returns to the Sarlacc, the Sarlacc does not have a beak. Yes. So people are wondering, where's the beak gone? Right. Is the beak no longer a part of the Sarlacc? Has, is the beak... Where's the beak, effectively? Okay. However, the Sarlacc does have a beak. The beak can retract. Anyway, yeah. Boba Fett, they, they nuke the Sarlacc, effectively, is what they do. They hit it with a seismic charge. Bam. And they kill, they kill it. Yes. So the Great Pit of Carcoon is now dead, and they Boba Fett goes in, Gopet gets out of his ship, goes into the Sarlacc, but doesn't find his armor. No. So then we get a small scene of in the present of Chrysanthemum fighting some Trandoshans in the in the bar, and Boba Fett being fully healed now. I'm sure that droid was voiced by Dave Filoni. Um, Possibly. It sounded like him. I mean, that's where all the all the uh, cameos come in. Yeah, effectively. And Fett turns up at the bar and says, hey, Chrysanthemum, come and work with me. And Chrysanthemum's like, all right, because Chrysanthemum sort of saved it. They sort of didn't kill him and let him go. So he's yeah. paying his debt now. And now they've got a cool Wookiee on the team. Right, episode five. Yes. Uh, episode four ended with... Um, Fennec Shan saying, oh, we need to get some more muscle into it. We need to get some more enforcers, mm. right? Because we're, we're going to be at war with the Pike Syndicate, so we need to hire some, hire some backup. Correct. And who do they both know that's good at backup? The Mandalorian. Yes. So they bring in uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian himself. He turns up in episode five, and it now becomes the book of the Mandalorian. Pretty much. Because he's in two, three major episodes, including the finale. And it's now sort of his show. It's kind of like a shared show, I guess. Because yeah. Boba's not even in the fifth episode. Um, and he's only in one scene of the sixth, and he has no lines. 
Yes. But hey, I saw one good point by someone on the internet that people asked for the old Boba Fett back and they got him. Doesn't speak, barely there. Yeah. Like, like, True. They got him. They asked for the old Boba Fett. They got him back. Doesn't talk. Not there. Speaking of Boba Fett talking, by the way, a quick mm. side note. Uh, what's your opinion as a guy, as, as you are, who knows the different changes of Star Wars? What's your opinion on the original Boba Fett voice and then the one we have now? I think Tamura Morrison is vastly superior. Mm. Not only for the, not only for episode two of Attack of the Clones and for End of the Sith. But also, I don't I don't think the original voice was. I've heard the original voice. I've heard Jason mm. Wingreen's Boba Fett, and I feel like. Tamura just adds, especially here, he adds so much to the character now that Tamura Morrison now is Boba Fett. Yeah. I don't think I can accept anyone else's voice. That makes sense. You know. Maybe that's just me. I, I, I think I grew up with uh, the original trilogy when I was a young lad. I think mm. I grew up with all these changes, like, you know, the Sarlacc's beak and <laughs> the Ewoks blinking and Boba Fett sounding like Tamura Morrison and not Jason Wingreen. And Jabba the Hutt being a slug man episode four and not a Scottish man in a fur coat, you know. Yeah. Do you know about that? Uh, I did not. Jabba the Hutt was in, in episode four, was initially just a man. Oh. He was just a dude, a Scottish, a Scottish bloke in, in a fur coat shouting oh. at Han Solo. Apparently they were initially going to replace him with a stop motion character. But, okay. for, but for early cuts of the film... They just had the dude. Oh, okay. I remember one of my... When I was... Strangely enough, I have a weird anecdote. That on Halloween, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was going to a friend's house, and I was talking to their dad about Star Wars. Okay. And when we got on to Jabba the Hutt, and this is how first I realised this, we got on to Jabba the Hutt, and he said... And, his, and the dad said, I remember when Jabba the Hutt used to be a person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Because I've never imagined Jabba the Hutt as anything else other than, you know, a big slug, right? <laughs> you, were you thinking, yeah, you were thinking, oh, wait a minute. No, like, I was thinking, I was thinking, what, Jabba the Hutt isn't a, isn't a person? He got, like, transformed or something. And, no, no, and the dad kept telling me he is. He used to be. Back in 1977, he used to be a person. And I was like, no, he's not. He, ne- he never was. He was always, a, a you know, a big slug. Yeah. And I was thinking, what, is he, was he like a green man? Was he like a green person? Like a slug man? What green man? <laughs> was he like Kermit? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, was he like a puppet? Was he like a was he like a stop motion character? Yeah. I don't believe it, but no, he was literally just a guy. <laughs> you look at you look it up. That's what I'm right doing now. now. Look look up look up. Um, I wonder what you should look up. That's look what up. I'm trying to. Star Wars Jabba the Heart 1977. You'll probably find it. 77. You could. Can... There's pictures. There's pictures. Look. Ah, yes. Look, he's just a dude. He's <laughs> just a man. He's just a man in a fur jacket. But back to the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Episode 5 is basically the Mandalorian show. Um, yeah. He gets a bounty. He goes back to the Mandalorian covern on this sort of ring planet um, with a big, big ring around it. I think in universe it's called the Halo, mm-hmm. which just has to be a reference to the Halo in Halo. I've heard that. Right. But... Anyway, he goes, it's not Ringo Binder like I thought it was. Or <laughs> Kuat. Um, it's, I thought it was Ringo Binder, which is like a big space station that's a ring around an entire planet, but no, it's not. Yeah. Um, that's in the Clone Wars, by the way. Okay. Kuat oh, comes nice. from several sources. It's another planet with a big ring around it, except the big ring is a shipyard. But this, oh. didn't look like, this, this didn't look like a shipyard. It looked like just a city, I guess. Yeah. Um, he takes, he takes uh, the bounty away. And then we see, um, well, I think we get Ishi Tib in that scene as well, like an alien at Ishi Tib that used to get in original trilogy. Anyway, back to the back to the point. We get um, the other Mandalorians, the Armorer and Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla is voiced by John Favreau, by the way, who voiced Pre Vizsla, his ancestor in the Clone Wars. Oh, very nice. And he busts out the dark saber, the Mandalorian that he won from Moff Gideon in the finale of season two of The Mandalorian, which you didn't see. No, I did not. And I wondered how, I thought, I think I knew you hadn't seen The Mandalorian. I was like, Corey's going to be so confused. Were you confused? 
I kind of I knew bits of the Mandalorian, so I kind of knew what was happening. How confused were you? Um, little bits. I was like, okay, Mandalorian's here. I was like, I can't know what's going on. I knew he had the dark saber anyway. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, I knew that. I didn't fully know what it was until I think I saw something online that explained because people were like, oh, well, why, why is it really heavy? And I was like, I didn't even know it was heavy in the first place. And then people explained this because it's like oh. not, it's not connected to him or it's not gotten. I forgot what it was. Right. Because like well, someone else was using it and they had we were fine. That wasn't heavy for them. And they're like, well, why is it heavy for him? And I'm like, I don't like, no. <laughs> By the way, I love your layman commentary of I don't know why it's heavy. People are saying it is. <laughs> Um, but the dark Darksaber has been wielded by many people. Yes. It was created by, you know, Tar Vizsla, who's the first Jedi Mandalorian, right? And then it was wielded by Pre Vizsla, who was his ancestor. Mm-hmm. Then it was wielded by uh, Darth Maul for a bit. Nice. When Darth Maul won it in single combat and executed Pre Vizsla, taking control I mean, of Death Watch. To be fair, if, if anyone was going to control the Darksaber, Darth Maul would just seem like a... Uh... Yeah, good <laughs> candidate. Person. Yeah. Then um, then it was, I don't know what happened to it afterwards. I think Darth Maul sort of had it with him when he went back to Malachor or something like that, and the Sith planet, and then it was taken by, I think, Ezra, and then Sabine mm-hmm. had it for a bit. Sabine Wren in Star Wars Rebel had the Darksaber. Then she gave it to Bo-Katan. Now, that's, okay. the, that's, the, that's the thing that hung's, that, that's hung up on in this show. When Mandalorian asks the armorer, it was yep. given. It was. It was. Of Bo-Katan had it, but now she can't have it back. Why is that? And yep. the armor is like, well, it was given to her. She didn't win it in combat, which is the Mandalorian way to win it in combat. So technically, Darth Maul is still. Wait, no. Darth Maul has been the ruler of Mandalore for quite <laughs> some time, up until Moff Gideon, I think. Yeah. Because I think Moff Gideon beat Bo-Katan in combat. So that means that Moff Gideon was the ruler of Mandalore, but now it's Mandal- but now it's the Mandalorian. Yeah, fitting. So, so Bo-Katan never really had the dark saber. She had it in real life. She yeah, used she possessed it. it. Yes. She possessed it, but she did not have the right to use it by a Mandalorian tradition. Yes. So technically, Sabine didn't have it either. So back to back to the show. Um, we're given a nice flashback of what's called the Night of a Thousand Tears, which is when the Empire destroyed Sondari, which is the capital of the Mandalorian. You know, you know that dome city? Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's Sondari, that's the capital of Mandalore. That was destroyed okay. by Thai Bombers in the Thai Bombers' first appearance since, I think, Empire Strikes Back in live action. Very nice. Wait, no, or Return of the Jedi, I think it's one of the two. We've never seen a Thai Bomber until now in live action until n- since 1983 1982 which I is like amazing it. i am kind of surprised by that oh do you like are you a fan of the thai bomber i am i'm, I'm a fan of the thai class in general to be honest yeah you're right i'm a fan of the time I'm, I'm gonna look at the thai bomber just to remind myself oh, it, oh what a great <laughs> nice. i like a thai bomber i do it's got the little mist, got the bomb pod on the next to it. It drops proton bombs. Oh, cool. It was in Rebels. It was in Rebels for a bit. That's animation. Yeah. Um, the lot the, oh, I do like the tar bomber. Anyway, um, we get back to episode five. And he's fight, he tries to fight Paz Vizsla because Paz Vizsla says, oh, the dark seer has been in my family. I deserve to it. So mm-hmm. they have a ritual combat. And he's not beaten. Wait, no, he's got Paz Vizsla beaten, right? He's got him to beat him, but he's not going to submit. Yeah. So then the armorer is like, have you taken off? Because that's the rule if you don't remove your helmet, right? Yes, I heard about this. Now, somebody asked me, what if someone sees you with your helmet off? Mm-hmm. And, you, and, you, and, you, and you don't, do you have to kill them? And I was like, well, the thing with that is, I think if it's, if it's taken off by someone else, then, then you're disgraced. Yeah. I think if someone sees you with it off, it might not count. But of course, if you kill them, then I think you're in the clear. Well, yeah. So <laughs> the rules are a bit. I know. Do you think the rules are a bit sketchy on that? P- possibly. Do they have to? If they've seen you with your helmet off, do they have to like prove that they've that you had your helmet off? 
Well, I don't know. It's your word against theirs. Is that exactly? Is there like some weird court where this happened? The Mandalorian court. Where you, have you removed your helmet? I, I saw him with his helmet off. Like, no, Objection. Didn't. He hasn't. I have a I'm... holographic picture. Oh, no. It's got a hollow image of me. <laughs> um, but, but here and there, the Mandalorian yes. has removed his helmet. Yes. He took it off for season two. So he cannot answer the question. The armor is like, answer the question, and he can't do it. Um, so he, he has to say, I have removed my helmet. And the armorer says, well, you're not a Mandalorian anymore. Leave, traitor. You know, yes. you've disgraced our religion. You've disgraced the way. Which even though we know this is all crap, because yeah. Bo-Katan says in season two, and I believe Bo-Katan on this, that the order of Mandalorian warriors that the Mandalorian is a part of is effectively a cult. Hmm. He's a part of a sect called the Watch, who uphold the ancient Mandalorian way of before the New Republic, of before the, before the Republic. So that means that they, you know, can't remove their helmet and they have to yeah. rely on all this sort of weaponry, stuff like that. So effectively, you've been kicked out of a club that isn't very cool. Yeah. You've been kicked out of a, like a religious cult, which I'd say is probably a good thing. I mean, well, yeah. you don't have to uphold to their religious values anymore. So he leaves and he's been kicked out. And he goes back. Um, however, he has got some cool new stuff. He's, he's reforged the spear, um, the Beskar spear that he got from season two, into, um, into something else for his little pal, Grogu. Then the Mandalorian decides to uh, take a, a public transport, a, uh, you know, a, a Starliner, over to Tatooine to uh, meet with Pelimoto from The Mandalorian Season 2, which, of course, you wouldn't have known about because you haven't, you haven't seen it. And she has a new ship for him, the Razor Crest, which again you don't know, got destroyed in season two. It got just, it got blown up by Moff Gideon's uh, Moff Gideon's light cruiser, blew it up with an orbital bombardment, and it's been destroyed. But Mandalorian's looking for a new ship for a new ride, and Pelly Motto says he's got a new ship for him. And Mandalorian's mm-hmm. like, "Oh great, is it a Razor Crest?" He's like, "No, it's a Naboo N1 Starfighter." Yes, I saw that. Yeah, which is a new... Well, you did because you watched the series. It's, it's a new ship, a new ship, mm. and a new ship, and it's, it looks pretty cool. I like... He, they refit it. They give it sort of a big outboard motor, big outboard engine, uh, bigger guns, and a new, uh, a new engine, a new uh, sublight engine that's going to basically give you hyper, hyperspace speed but in yeah. a sublight capacity. Yeah. And you use the big... And you can give the flick... Flick the switch and hit the button, and then you go. You go zoom in super fast, right? Your speed. Okay. Yes. He takes it out for a test. Takes it out for a test flight. Um, he's he's briefly held up by the New Republic by the cops uh, who flag him down, and it's it's Captain Carson Teva from The Mandalorian. You recognise him? Um, uh, yeah. From season two, it's the guy with the old I've... guy with the beard. Yeah, again, it's one of the things where I'm like, I've seen your face before. Yeah, it's that's Captain Carson Teva from The Mandalorian Season 2. Yes. One of the New Republic officers. Mm-hmm. And the other guy is actually um, Luke Skywalker's CG, Luke Skywalker's, like, face model. Yeah. The other X-Wing pilot is actually the guy that does the CG for, for Luke Skywalker, which I thought was cool. Um, and they fly off and they leave him to it. You know, he checks out. Yeah. Well, no. Well, he he, he like he bails. He like he, he hits the sublight speeders and and zooms away. And then the captain's like, oh, you know, we're, we'll, we'll let this one fly because we yeah. don't want to go after him. You know, it's a waste of our uh, waste of our resources. We don't want to file the paperwork for it. Well, yeah. So they leave him. And then end of the episode, Fennec Shan pops up and says, "Hey, we've got a job for you. It's Boba Fett." And and then Mando's like, "Oh yeah, I'll help." I'll help him out. But I'm not going to... I don't want to take the money. He says, it's yeah. on the house this time. The job. Which I thought was cool, because, you know, they're like Mandalorians together. So... Yeah, true. You do see them fighting, fighting the Pikes in Episode 7 as, a, like, a Mandalorian duo, which is always great to see. Now, Chapter 7. Yes. Chapter 7, we've... Um, oh, sorry, Chapter 6. Chapter 6, uh, From the Desert Comes a Stranger, directed by uh, Dave Filoni. Also, I'd like to mention that episode f- chapter 5 was directed, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. 
mm. who uh, is Ron Howard's daughter and um, a great director as well and a great actress. So and she did very well. This was one of my favorite episodes. I really like the Mandalorian sort of centric episode. Okay. Even though I was, you know, where's Boba Fett and my Boba Fett show? Oh, yeah. I was asking that. <laughs> Chapter six, we cut up with Cobb Vanth, who's Timothy Oliphant, who's the mayor of uh, Freetown, which is what it's called in the Aftermath novels. And now this is a bit where Rotter the Hook comes back, right? Yes. Um, they actually have, they have Rotter at Freetown. They have a hooklet, hmm. right? Which is highly implied, but they don't say it's Rotter, but it's highly implied that it is Rotter. I mean, and they're sort of they're sort of keeping him away to have, do like a power play on Tatooine to like sort of use the hut use the hutlet to have like people to like be loyal to them. Yeah, it's this whole I, thing in the books. It's this whole thing in the books. I can't think of any other uh, hutlets. Yeah, obviously, obviously, it's not. Um, it's not played on this show because that would be a massive bag of can of worms that the show isn't going to open, right? Yeah. It's a huge. It's a huge bag. They're not going to risk opening. Anyway, for chapter six, um, we have uh, Cobb Vanth. He's intercepting some pike, some some pike smugglers, some pike spice runners. Now, spice yes. is like a very powerful drug that's used for like medicines and stuff like that, so, and it's very profitable. So he, you see that that Cobb Vanth's a very fast gunslinger. He he draws his gun, pow pow pow. He guns down all these pikes, right? And he lets one pike get away. Mm. Like, tell the others that, that you can't come to Freetown. It's off business. It's, yeah. it's closed. And then and the, 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 the pike goes away. Anyway, back to back with the Mandalorian. He flies to a forest planet, which is supposed to, apparently, it's Agent Kloss from Return of the. From, sorry, from Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Have you seen Rise of Skywalker, right? I've seen all the uh, three films, the recent ones. Okay, good. Uh, Agent Kloss is sort of the very sort of indoor uh, type planet, the, the sort of forest, cavern planet, mountains yeah. that we see at the start where the resistance is based. We see the sort of Luke, Luke trained layer on Agent Kloss. That's yeah. why I sort of came back there. So it said that this is supposed to be the same planet, right? Okay. It's also it's apparently it's also now the site where Luke made his first ever Jedi temple because that's what that building's supposed to be. Right. Yeah, that all the sort of ant type droids, sort of very large ant droid, insect droids, are building that temple. I honestly thought when the rock when the rock came up, I thought, oh, they're floating the rocks, and no, it was just a droid carrying the rock. <laughs> Luke has apparently in, Luke has enlisted the help of these army of droids. So I think it's probably R two is what it's going to say. Yeah, because R two D two is in this episode. He is, and so is Ahsoka Tano. It's like. Well, Ahsoka was a shock. Ahsoka was like, oh, wow, I didn't see it, but to see Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, didn't expect to see Luke, in fact. True. But no, Luke Skywalker is in this episode, and he looks great. The CGI is much improved. If you saw, it's if better. you saw him, yeah, I in saw the film. The... Mandalorian, yeah. Mm, it wasn't great. <laughs> it's like they plastered. They plastered Mark Hamill's face onto some dude. Yeah. But now he actually looks like he could be. Obviously, they don't have him speaking very much. No. They don't have his lips moving. All his lines are kind of off screen. Um, but you don't see his mouth move very much when he's saying them. Like, he'll have a short line. He'll say a short line. Yeah. But he'll have a sort of a longer line when someone else is on camera, right? So the Mandalorian has a gift. He has, like, a, a chainmail, like, little shirt for, for Grogu to protect him with some Mandalorian armor made out of Beskar. But Luke is trying to train Grogu to become a Jedi, train him in the ways of the Force. Yes. Now, blah, 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 things happen. Uh, we get, we get a, a flashback to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Order 66 is happening. And Grogu is witnessing sort of the death of the Jedi. These three Jedi gunned down by 501st troopers who are voiced by Tamara Morrison, which is cool. Nice. Um, and... Uh, Din Djarin has to travel back the Mandalorian has to travel back to uh, um, Tatooine to Jabba's palace to see what the situation is Yeah. and Fennec is like we need troopers, we need some, some foot soldiers and Mandalorian's like I know a guy, I'm going to head to Freetown to help Cobb Vanth is going to help us, I need you to lead, lead a garrison of men into battle and Cobb Vanth's like oh I don't think 
I don't know about this Boba Fett character, but if he wants our help, we can we can help him out, right? And then the Mandalorian leaves. He leaves to go back to, to, to Boba. And then we get Cad Bane arrives on the scene. And what do you think about Cad Bane? Oh, I love Cad Bane. You're a fan of Cad Bane? Big fan of Cad Bane. Big, Big fan, fan of Clone of Wars. Bane. Clone Wars Cad Bane specifically. Clone, yeah, Clone Wars Cad Bane. He's also been in The Bad Batch. He was. Um, Which I think we mentioned last time, the fact that he just keeps coming back all the time. We did. Cad Bane keeps popping up. You know what? I say more to it. More, <laughs> more, more power to Cad Bane. Um, he's got the cowboy hat. He's voiced by Corey Burton. He looked great. I don't know what people's bloody issue was. Was I thought he looked good with him. I saw him and thought, yeah, that looks like Cad Bane. Yeah. He doesn't. Look, he does not look like Cad Bane. If he was green and had, <laughs> if he was green and had like three eyes, maybe he wouldn't look like Cad Bane. But that looks like Cad Bane. He's blue. He's got a Duro's face. He's got red eyes. He's in the coat. He's in the. He's in the the gunslinger outfit. He's he's got the boots. He's got the hat. He looks like Cad Bane. He's got the breath, like the 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 breathe breathalyzer thing that he wears. Um, I'm sure that's got a name, but it will do. I just don't know what it is. Um, well, I know what it does. It prevents him from being um, force choked. Yeah, it's like his sort of uh, breathing apparatus. Because everything that Cad Bane does is to counter the abilities of a Jedi. Because Cad Bane's like this anti-Jedi bounty hunter, right? So he's got rocket boots, so he can keep up with them. He can fly. He's got loads of like fast twitch weaponry, like he's got like a darts and flamethrowers and stuff. He's got like burst fire blaster pistols and things like that. Um, he's got the breathing apparatus, so he can't be like force choked or whatever. You know, it's it basically everything to counter what Jedi come come to the table with, right? Yeah, that's why he has all that. Anyway. And obviously Cad Bane, and also everyone knows that Cad Bane's a fast gunslinger, right? Yes. Everyone knows that Cad Bane's the fastest gun in the galaxy. You can't outshoot Cad Bane, right, in a gunfight. So Cobb Vance tries to, tries to draw his gun. This is like Deputy, who's just an idiot. You see him and you think you're going to be, you're not surviving long. This new Deputy gets him killed. Um, Cobb, Vance, Cobb Vance takes a shot to the shoulder. The Deputy gets gunned down by Cad Bane. And Cad Bane just walks off again. He just he just turns. He doesn't even like. He walks everywhere. Yeah. You know, he walked to Freetown from wherever, from like Mos Esper or wherever. You know, he just does he have a ship? Maybe he just parked his ship over the horizon and started to walk there for dramatic effect. Yeah, he could. Huh? He's a dramatic guy, Cad Bane. Um, and then he just leaves. Yeah. So, and then we have the pike. The pikes turn up at the bar and blow up the bar with a bomb and killing Goss of Whip and all the people in the bar except for Max Rebo. Yeah. Because Max Rebo wasn't there. Oh, yeah. they, they, they have a specific shot showing the fact that Max Rebo's chair is empty. Well, there's a droid in there. Well, there's a droid playing the drums and Max Rebo isn't there on the keyboard, right? So we know Max Rebo's a lot. He lives to fight another day. Then he, he lives to play another day. Then... Um, we have Luke in the final scene. Luke says to Grogu, you can become a Jedi and use Leoda's lightsaber. Or you can become a Mandalorian and use the Mandalorian's gift. Right? What, what, what choice do you make? I like how Luke doesn't choose a side. Luke doesn't say, oh, become a Jedi or you die. Yeah. No. Luke is a peaceful, you know, servant of the Force. He's, he's a Jedi master. And he says, you, must, you can choose the, the lightsaber way or you will choose the Mandalorian way. You know, you can't be the same. You can't be both. Even though I think if Tar Vizsla can do it, I'm sure Grogu can do it as well. But yeah, true. That's for bigger Star Wars minds than myself. Now, back to uh, back to Chapter Seven. We have uh, R2D2 just takes Grogu. Obviously, Grogu's made his choice. He wants to be with Mando. Fair enough. Yep. So Grogu just flies him back home. Flies him back to <laughs> to Tatooine. Leaves him there. Um, R2-D2 can obviously fly the X-Wing by himself, which has been shown before, so he can fly Y-Wings by himself. Yeah. So he flies. There's an episode of The Clone Wars where him and C-3PO have gone on like an adventure, and C-3PO is sat in this Y-Wing cockpit, like upside down, like he's fallen into it or whatever, and R2-D2 is just flying the Y-Wing. So then we see, um, this is the finale now. It then is. we see Cad Bane turns up, with his pikes in tow, he's working for the pikes, and he's like, "Oh, you, he said, I'm not going to do my campaign 
impression because it's disastrous and also I've got a bit of a sore throat <laughs> so I'm not going to try it maybe it'll help though maybe something might help but he's like oh, oh Boba Fett you better get out of here and then Boba Fett's like oh well you better you better leave you know and Bane's like oh I've got loads of pike people we're gonna we're gonna take you down Boba Fett and Boba Fett's like oh you can't trick you can't trick me Cad Bane I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, trade with you I'm not gonna make a deal with you even though they're both on horrible stuff. Yes. Like Cad Bane's kidnapped children. Cad Bane's murdered hundreds of Jedi. Cad Bane's killed thousands of people. You know. I mean, Boba Fett's killed loads of people as well. Don't get me wrong. But Boba Fett's trying to make an effort. And the whole point of this series has sort of been with Boba Fett. You know, can he change? Yeah. Then they've, they've captured the mayor's... Uh, they've captured the mayor's second in command. And they send him out there to negotiate. Right, with the pikes, because because Bane isn't Bane doesn't Bane leaves, kind of Bane goes. But we get the realization that the, the, the head of the pikes set on Tatooine says to the mayor, who's the Athorian, Mokshays, and and Cad Bane, that the pikes um, killed all the Tuscan Raiders. It was actually them. It wasn't the speed bikers. They yeah. just did it because the speed bikers owed them money, and they wanted to get the speed bikers dead. So they knew that they knew that um, Boba Fett was working with the Boba Fett was working with the Tuscan Raiders. So they just they killed all the Tuscan Raiders while Boba Fett was away. Yeah. And they blamed it on the on the speed bikers. That way, Boba Fett just kills all the speed bikers and they get to save money. Which is which is I don't know. It's a it's a nice business proposition. Anyway, <laughs> you know they're smart. I will give the pikes that. Well, yeah. Then. There's, they send the major domo out to negotiate because the major domo was, was raced on Coruscant and is fluent in in six million forms of communication or whatever he says. Then he decides to go out and they use it as a distraction. Boba Fett and, and the Mandalorian pop out and mm. they they uh, do some shooting, do some fighting. Boba Fett uses his rockets, his, his, his wrist rockets, watch those wrist rockets, his knee rockets from his knee darts, from his knee pads and he uses backpack rocket as well and Boba and Mandalorian uses his whistling birds his missiles from his hand and he's using his jetpack rocket as well and he's using his blaster pistol and the dark saber I think he busts out the dark saber doesn't he I want to say uh, you. he gives the dark saber a go I think yeah I think he does and they've stationed their people around the city and the sort of the mods the sort of the droid cyborgs are getting ambushed by the Aquilish. Basically, all the families have turned on them. The Trandoshans yeah. are attacking Trasantan and the, the Clatoonians like, kill, kill the uh, Gamorrean guards, which is never brought up. The Gamorrean guards gave their life for Boba Fett, mm. fell off that cliff, and they get no, no, no thanks for it. Justice for the Gamorrean guards. Anyway, we have... Um, Chrysanthemum fights off the Trandoshans and makes his way back to where they're holding out um, in the sort of the ruins of the bar. And anyway, the, the Cad Bane's murder of Cobb Vanth has brought the people of Freetown to fight. So they turn up and in the speeder by, in the speeder and help to gun down some of the Pike forces and send them running. Well, then the Pike send in their, their, their Scorponek annihilator droids. Did you recognize these? Uh, kind these, of. these things do exist they're yeah. from legends um, they're actually Revenge of the Sith concept art nice they're Revenge of the Sith concepts for like a super droidica or something like that right yeah and they're called Scorponek annihilator droids because destroy because droidicas are often called destroyer droids so these are annihilator droids and um I think they were they were built in limited quantity because they were so dangerous and you know they're like having like a weapon of mass destruction in like a droid, right? Yeah. So the pikes dispatch these droids, two of them, and it takes about half an hour for, for the episode for <laughs> um, the team to sort of they try everything, shooting it doesn't work, stabbing it doesn't work, yeah. And, but still they keep shooting it and stabbing it. Like I mean, surely you'd learn after the first couple of times. Um, the shields are holding, they're shielded, they're ray shielded. Um, they have shield generators. So they keep shooting at it, and the Mandalorian can't use his darksaber. 
But the trick is, I keep yawning, the trick is that you have to have something slow to get through it because the mm. force deflects, because the force, the force shield deflects high velocity attack, right? Then what happens next is Boba Fett like jets away. He flies off. He says, I'm going to go and get reinforcements. He flies away. And it's up to the team, Crescenta, uh, the mods, and the Mandalorian to try and take on the Escorpionic droids. But they're out, no, they're out guns. They're out guns. And they're overpowered. Yeah. And then Boba Fett turns up. And what does he turn up with? So Boba rocks up with his uh, Rancor. He uses it to defeat the Scorpionic droids. It's a pretty cool fight. It's like a rock and suck and robots. They're you know, punching each other. And he uses the gun. He rips off the gun of the droid and smashes it with it. And then he like you know pushes his big Rancor hand into the, yeah. into the droid's face and crushes it. And then he's, after he's defeated the Annihilator droids... He has to take out Cad Bane. And they have a cool duel shooting each other and bit of, bit of uh, close quarters combat. But eventually, Boba Fett gets the upper hand, knocks Cad, Bane, Cad Bane's gun, and he uses this gaffy stick and stabs Cad Bane and injures him, wounds him, kills him. Yeah. I think he's dead. I'm happy saying he's dead. Don't bring him back. Don't bring him back. Right. Then... The Rancor is sort of rampaging around. It's very angry. And, yes. and it's up to Grogu. Grogu uses his force powers to sort of calm the Rancor. And then they end up going to sleep together, and that's very cute. Meanwhile, in Moss Eisley, um, Fennec Shan just kills everybody. Um, he, well, yeah. he kills the, the, the boss of the Pikes. Mok is the Trandoshan leader, the, the Aqualist leader, the, 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 the Tatooinian leader, all of the crime leaders. Everyone's dead. He's killed them all, therefore sort of cementing Boba's control over the Tatooine, uh, the sort of Tatooine industry, right? Yeah. Then Mos Espa is sort of grateful for the for the heroic actions of Boba Fett, saving all their lives. Um, then, then we see um, Din Djarin and Grogu fly away to Mandalorian season three. Off they go. In their new M1 Starfighter, the Naboo Starfighter. Then we get um, seeing Cobb Vanth. He, he has been killed by Bane, but he's being brought back to life in the back of the tank as a cyborg by yeah. by Thundercat, the the cyborg mechanic. And that's the book of Boba Fett. It is. Would you like? I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna go straight for the real rating. Hit me. Uh. Overall, overall, because we said we 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 initially said we'd go episode by episode, but I think we came to the conclusion at the end of part one that we do overall. I will give it a. I'm torn between either a seven point five or an eight. I'm gonna go eight. Okay, I'll go seven point five. Right. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. It has its good. It has its it's bad. Um, episode chapter five and six, despite being good, focus on the Mandalorian. I think far too much. I think um, that's why for me it's a seven point five. If you've seen Mandalorian, it's probably a bit better. <laughs> mm. But also, if you're someone like me who hasn't seen it and didn't realise you had to see it, I feel like episode four could have easily could have been episode one. Just yeah. Know. Um, I feel like chapter five could have been episode one of the Mandalorian season three. True. So that way, if people skip Boba Fett, thinking it's all about Boba Fett, yeah, they don't realise that. Hold on, the Mandalorian's in this. I feel like twenty. I feel like twenty years from now, when someone wants to watch all of the Star Wars stuff, yes, and they go to the Mandalorian, and they watch Mandalorian season one and two, there has to be something that says, "Hey, watch this series about Boba Fett now." Yeah. I think there is. I think the end of, end of season two is like an announcement saying Book of Boba Fett, so maybe they'll get the clue. But yeah. there's, it's like an, it's like it, it was less of a sort of its own thing and more of, sort of like a sequel series, I guess. They yeah. did kind of say it was kind of like Mandalorian 2.5. That was always what they said. But we thought just because it'd carry on Boba Fett's story, not like it would become the Mandalorian show for two episodes. But I don't know whether that's here or there. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it was all right. As a show, it's pretty good. Um, mm. 
it kind of I think the first few episodes were really good and then it kind of at least for me kind of dropped off in the middle and kind of picked up I guess a mm-hmm. little bit but it was all right uh, I don't well, I don't dislike it but I also wouldn't say out of like I wouldn't say it's big I wouldn't say it's up there I think in really. terms of Star Wars content released by Disney I think the Mandalorian probably still exceeds this yeah Especially the first season. I don't think much can top the Mandalorian first season. I'm sorry. Um, maybe the second season of the Mandalorian. Oh, I don't know. And then sort of Book of Boba Fett. There's not many live action projects. I think by the end of this year, we'll have a much better picture. Yeah. Because Obi Wan Kenobi will have come out. Correct. And the Mandalorian season three will have come out as well. Correct. So by the end of the year, we'll get a much better picture as to what the Book of Boba Fett, how good the Book of Boba Fett was. Yeah. By seeing how those series go down as well. Right. That makes sense. But those are our real ratings, and I believe it's your weekly wreck, my friend. It is. Is it Star I... Wars related? So yeah. So I right. was going to pick something else, completely, completely different. But uh, I thought because we spent about ten minutes uh, talking about the uh, remake or reboot or whatever you want to call it of Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yes. I'm probably now just going to recommend Star Wars Battlefront Two. <laughs> Oh, what the 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 twenty eighteen twenty yes the new the new one not the original one the new one. all right okay the fancy new one twenty seventeen here we go yes and you can go play what would you give it out of te- out of ten reels uh, eight point five nice nice it's it's fairly solid it's fairly fun yes yeah, a sequel yeah, to twenty fifteen Battlefront. Yeah, it's a very, very good um, first slash third person third person shooter based in the Star Wars galaxy. I play it first person. Oh, you play it first person? Yeah, unless you we... can't play it. Like the heroes, you can't be first person. And the ships, you can't be first. Well, yeah. no, you, the ships you can be first person in actually. I again, like I said, I don't, I, I don't, I don't fly the ships. You don't fly the ships. Well, I feel like we may have to do a separate episode on this because I play Battlefront two as well. <laughs> So maybe we'll have to have a separate episode to talk about. And we've never really had a video game-centric thing, have we? No, we've done video game films. That's the closest we've got. Oh, maybe we should. Maybe we'll expand. But thank you for your weekly rec. You're welcome. Go out and play. If you've got an PS4, PC, Xbox One, go out and play Star Wars Battlefront 2. There you go. And it's a particularly long episode, but we hope you've enjoyed it. And it's a goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.